rest of this week. We're going to read in the book of St. Luke, chapter 12, in verse 16. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain man, rich man, brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I say, and I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But, God said, unto him thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which hast thou provided? So is he that laid up treasures for himself, and is not rich towards God. Amen. Then several times he said in verse 22, take no thought. In verse 25, take no thought. In verse 26, take no thought. Then verse 31, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Lord Jesus, thank you one more time. All these wonderful, blessed families that you love and died for and cared for, we are standing in your midst one more time for your word being read to us. And Lord, it's not a ritual. It's a thing of God that we must do. Bless the message in Jesus' name. You may be seated. My title is... Who is on first? Who is on first? There's an old comedy that I know of that used to tickle my fancy when I hear it. One would ask the question or make a statement. They said, looking on the field, it says, Who is on first? This guy said, No, what is on first? The response would become, would come again and says, Who is on first? He said, No, no, no. What is on first? It says, who is on first? And just so happened that the name of the guy on first base was who. And so when he says, who is on first? The guy thought he's asking the question, who is on the first base? That was not a question being asked. It was a statement being made that on the first base is who in the baseball game. I can tell you Pentecostals are holy people. You don't play that game. See, you have no understanding what I'm talking about. The mysteries will be unfold tonight. What who is uh, who's the person? What's the first? But <coughs> Jesus Christ spoke a parable and said, There's a certain man, and I want to put it up front right now. Everybody in this building have a right to make certain things in life our priority. Everything in life should be. A priority to us that is important. But this man, the Bible said that he was rich, and nothing wrong with being rich. I wouldn't mind being rich myself. This man was a rich man and invested wisely, and I would like to invest wisely myself. I wouldn't mind being a wise investor. And whatever he invested, he invested in a cursed ground, a ground that was cursed by God in Genesis. Uh, God cursed the ground, but somehow. He had a bumper crop return on his investment. And I think it's wise and smart that anybody should expect a wise return on their investment. And he had a tremendous bumper crop, a hundredfold, 
to the point where it overwhelmed him. And he said to himself, I am frustrated. I don't know what to do with all this increase that I have. I have more than enough, more than I anticipated. And then he said to himself, notice, he did not articulate this with his lips, but in his heart he contemplated and began to say, This will I do. I will pull down my old barns, barns plural, and build greater ones, and there I will bestow all my fruits and all my goods. That's pretty makes sense to me. Why waste what you got? Amen. Everything to me sounds good so far. And it sounds very good. He says, And then I'll say to my soul, You recognize he has a soul. Soul, you've got much goods in store, even to the point of retirement. That's good planning. If you're not planning for retirement, you don't plan to live long. But if you plan to live long, you should have a retirement fund somewhere. Otherwise, you'll be begging down the soup kitchen for later on. It makes sense to plan for your old age when you got fired and no longer can work and nobody wants you. This man has a plan. He says, I'm going to plan for my retirement. And during that retirement, I'm going to stay back and take my ease. I wish to everybody in make America could hear us tonight. Today. I lay back and put my foot up and take my ease and say, So, you've got it made. You don't need to worry about anything. Everything's going to be all right. You got enough security here to last you beyond life. Let's go eat. Let's go drink. Let's go be merry. And don't worry about anything at all. When he said that, God got involved. And God said, Thou fool. Now, there is nothing in that man's life that you can qualify and say today the fool. Because if you're not doing what he did, then you're not smart. Because everything he did up to this point is smart. Very wise. Wise investor. Wise return on his investment. Everything he did was good. But then he made one cardinal mistake that hit him so hard. He left God out of the picture. The most important character, God. He never even thought about God. He spoke as if he was the Lord of his life. He spoke as if he controlled the future. He didn't even say, thank you, God, that you blessed me from a cursed ground. I have a bountiful return on my investment. And to the point where I have more than enough. He did not feel very grateful. And God got involved and decided to make an object lesson out of him. And said, you are a fool. Because tonight your soul is going to come back to his creator. And what God is saying is saying, you are bankrupt with God. 
and you have gained the world possession and the world goods, but what will it profit you when you gain the whole world, but you have lost the most important, significant thing of life, your soul? He said, tonight your soul will be required of you, and that's not the problem that tonight is so required. The problem is, he is poor towards God. He is rich in this world, worldly treasure, but he is poor towards God. Now, let me say this right now. I'm talking about priority. He had his priorities all mixed up. Now, I don't mind telling you, that Jesus Christ talked about in verse 49 to verse 53 he talked about relationship how in relationship Jesus Christ could become a catalyst for contention in the home Jesus Christ who's supposed to be the prince of peace can be the, the cause of the problem in my home you say how can that be because he tells me as a husband if I love my wife more than I love him if I love my children more than I love him, he tells me if I love my job more than I love him, he tells me if I love my car more than I love him, and what other thing that is social uh, construction that we hold to, he said, if that's my priority, and if it's higher than him, and he's on the back burner and he can wait till I suit myself and when it's convenient I will turn to him he said you're going to have problems because God will not take second place in anybody's life he said I am the first and I will be the last and beside me you can't have no other God and he said look I'll be the cause a problem in the home because there can be time when couples are quarreling over who has priority <laughs> there was one man who told his wife you ain't going to church no more he said you're not going tonight I'm going to shoot you so he, he loaded up his gun and sat in the chair and said you walk out that door I'm going to blow your head off and so she thought about it and she thought about it he said you're not going to church tonight you're staying home you're not going to the house of the Lord. You stay in my house. You, tonight you're staying right here. He said, okay, we'll see. She got tidy, and she got to the door, and he, he, he caught the gun, and waited for her to open the door. And she looked at him and said, look, sir, you make up your mind which one I go to, but if you shoot me, I'm going to go to the house of the Lord in heaven. You can't threaten me with death. And if you don't shoot me, I'm going to go to church. So I'm going to go to this door right now. And you can choose which one I go to. But I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm going to worship the God of my life. You're not number one. I don't mind making number two. But number one, no, you're not number one. He said, I'm the first and I'm the last. And beside me there is no God. I'm talking about priority. Where your treasure is, there your heart shall be. My treasure is not at 
at, at Barclays Bank. It's not at the Bank of Commerce. It's not in the stock market. He said, lay up treasures in heaven where GST and PST can't get to it. Where inflation can't get to it. My friend, I'm talking about making God your priority. I said, making God your priority. God has got to be first, and you can't be double-minded about God. Either God is first, or God is nothing at all. But you say, you can't serve two masters. i got a wife right here, and I'm sure she won't allow me to bring another girl in my house. If she did, she's stupid and lost her mind. Amen. Let's give her the old kid and bring me another one. This is right. Ooh, the Jamaican would come out of her. That evil spirit. <laughs> we are the bride of Christ. And I'm so glad that we as his bride, we're in our second place in this mind. You don't have second place in God's mind. He left the heavens to come down to you. That's how important you are. <clears throat> he left the cherubs, the seraphim, the angels, because He gave us priority over all the angels. Let's worship God. I want to tell you, friend, don't put God in second place. There was a man, he was contrasted with Lazarus. They both died. The Bible said they both died. And if you hang around long enough, you will die and I will die. And the Bible says, in hell, he lifted up his eye, the rich man, not because he was rich, but he left God out of his program. God was not a part of his priority. He left God in the back burner, and unfortunately, he died without God. But Lazarus, as poor as he was, he found time for God. He kept the first commandment. Thou shalt have no other gods beside me. Your God could be a job. It could be a girlfriend. It could be a concubine. It could be a kids. Whatever you put before God, that is a God. Whatever keep you out of the house of God, that is your God. Whatever keep you from praying, that's your God. Whatever keep you from serving God, that's your God, my friend. He will not take second place. He will say to you, like you said to Peter, lovest thou me more than these. You've got to love God more than things. you got to love God more than these. you got to love God more than your children, more than your house, more than your job, because He holds the keys to your life. Hallelujah! Some folks are more afraid of a boss firing them than God blotting them out of the book of life. Hello? Jesus taught me who to fear the most. He said, don't fear him who can kill the body, but can't touch the soul. But give priority of your fear to him. Hallelujah. Fear him who after they kill you can throw your soul in hell. I'm trying to tell somebody, get your priority right because Jesus is coming soon. He's not coming for a concubine. He's coming for the committed to relationship, committed to worship, committed to fellowship. He will not take second place. He is first and foremost. Three times he asked Peter, do you love me more than these? You know why he did that? 
because Peter forgot and forsook God and went back to what he gave up. Hello? Jesus Christ gave a 153 fishes to see what he was doing with it. Sometimes God gives you a job to see what you do with it. Sometimes God gives you an opportunity to sin. He does give it to you to see who you love more within sin or him. I want to tell you, my friend, make up your mind. Nobody can live for you. It's your choice. It's your decision. He said, Mary has chosen the better part. It's about time on the job. You chose the better part than your workmate. It's about time you make the better choice in the city, my friend. Be a Lazarus and make your calling and election sore. Be a Mary that's sitting at the feet of Jesus to learn and take something that nobody can take from you. Oh, I know. I know the city where I live there is thick. My wife and I are stupid. She is going to church on Tuesday night, Friday night, and Sunday. That's a bunch of quacks. Amen. We should be on the regular team. No, I don't. I'm not a Bob Marley fan. I'm a Jesus Christ fan. I tell them I'm a Sunday I'm a higher. I want to be the Hallelujah Chorus, my friend. I want to sing on the streets of glory. Well, I want to sing about Zion's. I mean heaven for me. Hallelujah. Peter, do you love me more than these? I hope my wife never be that dumb enough to say, do you love Jesus? Do you love me more than Jesus? Oh, no. I knew him before I knew her. And she was dumb to let me keep her in a church, too. Hallelujah. I got my mind made up. It's not being made up. He's first. And he's foremost. I try to tell somebody. And there's nothing wrong with me making her a priority. But as long as she's not the authority of the priority. Hallelujah. As long as she fit in that picture. Paul says, The things that I have, I forget them behind. And I press towards the mark for the higher calling. What he's saying, It's time to press your way into the kingdom of God. People rather even spend hours and hours to, to pass an exam, but very few are passing God reviewing stand. Let me tell you, my friend, every works that we have done will be tried by fire. If it's burnt up, my friend, it will determine your future. It's time to put God first and not give God the leftover of our lives. David said it right. He said, One thing will I seek, and that will I sought and seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. And Paul says, So much the more. And you see the day approaching. It's time to get to God's house, because that's where He's coming when He comes the second time. And you have got to be found there. He said, You're a fool. Why is He a fool? Because he's rich? No. Because he's investor? No. He just couldn't find time for income. If all that you're doing prevent you from praying and seeking God's face, hallelujah, and reading God's word, and being involved in the kingdom of God building, then honey, you're too involved more than God expected you to. It's about time to lay aside those weights that so easily beset you, that make you come second in the race where you should be first. My friend, I'm talking to somebody here. 
eternity will determine how you spent your time on earth. And one person said, the prophet went up to the lady's gate. She was about to die. And she had the opportunity to put God first. And she was to be a contrast to Israel. And the man of God went to her and said, make me a cake first. It seems so unreasonable that a man of God should go to a widow with a little boy and say, make me a cake first. But he was giving her an opportunity to enter into life while others were dying. First place, my friend, will give you altitude. And amplitude was God. Amen. Cain put God in the leftovers and God rejected him. But Abel did the right thing. He put God in the firstling and God put him in the sling of hope. And God said, fire of acceptance. I'm trying to tell somebody, God will not take second place in your life. Praise God. This man's a fool. God said, tonight, what God's trying to say is, you don't know after this service if you'll even make it home. Sudden death, I hope is sudden glory. I don't think you heard me. I know you think I won't die. You're wrong. You don't control your life. Your breath is in the hand of God. And you have no idea how close you are to that moment of this. And do for Christ that will last. Only what you do for Christ will be counted in the end. Your degree and your education and your trade and all that will not count one bit. It will not descend with you in that grave. I saw the bylaw person some bile on me. It wasn't pleasing to my wife. I said, Honey, get off it. Get off it. You don't own this place and they don't own it and we don't own it. Passing Hallelujah. My life does not consist of the abundance of things that the surveyor gave me. Or my bank books that I have. Hello. Or the fabric that I wear. You never sack it. Or, or a girl going to coffin with a purse in her hand. It just don't happen. Because you won't need it down there, honey. I want to tell you about what you do for Christ. You've got your treasures in heaven. you got to show that you've done it first. God said, the man is a fool. The widow make a wise move. You realize, for three and a half years, she survived. Why? Because he said, make me. There are seven laws that you must not break if you plan to be in the rapture. I'm going to tell it to you right now. Law number one. In all your seeking, at the shell, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Go ahead. It's that simple. And all is righteousness. Law number two. Hallelujah. Honor the God of Israel with the first fruit of thine creation. Law number three. Have no other gods beside me. You know what? I must have the preeminence in your mind, in your spirit, in your home, on the job. If anything goes, everything goes except me. 
Because they don't want him to go because you're making decisions. Law number four. He says to you, one thing is needful. And that's sitting at the feet of Jesus Christ. You need to find time to study the Word of God. You need to find time to hear the Word of God. Because without it, you are lost. God told Martha, you're busy doing all things. But it doesn't mean anything. Only one thing is needful. And Mary got a revelation. Law number five. Tithing belongs to God. It's not a suggestion. They built up in his wall. And all those vanities you invested in. And all those mistakes, amen, things you've done with your money and blew it. Amen. And went beyond your blessing and got into problems. God should not be on the short list. And being left out of the, the calculation. He should be the first one. The moment God bless you, you should run to His house and give God the first of all that is given to you. But you know what, church? People, amen, give God the leftover. I wonder why He killed Ananias and Sapphira. Not what they gave God. God knew they did not give their best. Everybody was given their best. When they gave Him what was left. And not the best. Somebody in this church need to hear me. You turn around pretty quick. Because God is talking to you right now. You 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 are double minded. You are confused. Number 6. Law says not forsaken. The assembling together of yourself. Let me tell you friend. Everybody in the cemetery are not equal. Some going to hear his voice. And some will not hear it. Let me tell you the voice that Samuel heard. He heard the voice of Eli. You know what? But it was not Eli's voice. It was the voice of God. He retained the voice of Eli. Because God said, Charles preaching to save them that believe. You came, that will never save you. God said, preaching, you need to hear preaching. The more preaching you hear, the better off you are. So much the more. As you see and hear and feel the times you're in, you need more preaching, not less of it. Hallelujah. You're going to ask you, do you love me more than these? In Toronto, while living in Edmonton, I knew before I was a Christian. Of course, my wife would know that. In, in the world of sin, you're bad. I never told her that. I'm telling you right now. I'm confessing my deeds, my evil deeds. And, uh, boy, she was pulling on me. I don't want to fall for it. I got saved. And so now I got to the church. I got to pick, and if I go to her, well, you're no different. You probably do worse. Amen. I got to choose now. What am I going to do? What if? What if, boy? What if? What if? Not my priority. Goodbye. 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 This is way back in 1972. 
It's a long time since. God gave me a new priority. I wish it was a five. I'd have seven doors. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got some extra room in my home. <laughs> They're empty. But just one, why? Hello? Don't laugh. I saw the Nigeria. The second wife, you know, is, is, a, is a servant, and the first one's the boss. I've seen it, you know. And they go together in the shop. Quite a guy. I don't know how he handled that. For me, having one is tough enough. I'm having two. That's a tough job. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ will not share you with anybody. Nor will allow you to share him with anybody. He wants a priority here. You know, I would offer a job at Chevron. It was a beautiful job. And I had to make a choice. I didn't have the Holy Ghost. Amen. God said, no, you're going to lose me. I had to make a choice. Even on your job, you got to make a choice. Even in relationship, you've got to make a choice. And the Lord is saying to the people that say they love Him, Do you love me more than these? I had to give it up. I cried my head off. I'm crying, crying. Oh, God, why couldn't you ask me something different? No, God said, I want that. I don't want the gods in your life. Amen. It was an invitation to make a decision. Lord, all things are ready. In the Middle East, once you cook, you can't store it in a deep fridge because it's very hot there. It will decay. I cook all this. You're saying you can't come, and here this guy says, "This guy says, well, I, I can't come, Lord, because guess what? I just bought some land. I got to go see it. Kind of weird. Why would you buy a land you didn't see first before you buy it? Excuse. Number two, he said, this guy said, well, Lord, I can't come. You know, I, I, I buy some cows. I got to go prove it. Strange, isn't it?" But the third part is even worse. I, I got me a wife. I got to go try her out. I got to prove her too. You got to do what? And God says, you know what? Not one of those guys are going to have access to my kingdom. Now, I don't know how you see that story. I don't believe it was a joke when Jesus made that story. I believe he meant exactly that. He was not priority. And he said, they're not going to be my priority either. When I come, they're going to be left behind. Luke 14, 80, 21 says, they will be left behind. You've got to make a pretty your mind. Where should my priority be? The worst I read in the scripture, and I don't want this church ever to get to that place. For one day, God comes in this church and says, Pastor Neil, this church has left her first love. Because his next word was, if there is no repentance, I'm going to move the candlestick. That's how serious God is. God will not allow himself to be put in second place. 
That's why I believe in the oneness of God. God can never be in a second place. Amen. But today people are putting God on hold. They have their interest elsewhere. You know, it'd be a strange thing if I had my help. Come here, honey. Come here, darling. I hope you don't mind. I know she can't sue me. She says, okay, come on, lady. It'd be kind of strange, you know. If 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 I hug my wife like that, you know, the one I'm looking at the girl. You laugh. You have me in the church. We come to church with a God on the time clock. Finish some time pass or otherwise I'm gone. Mentally, socially, spiritually. I'm gone home already. I've had my rice and peas and such like already. And now I'm I'm now I'm on the dessert now. <laughs> Hello. She won't stand for it, nor will he. The question was where is your priority? Where is your priority? Thank you, Sister Neil. And I'm gonna to say to you right now, church, God is not gonna play a second fiddle with Apostle Paul. Paul says, I count all things lost that I may win Christ and put him in the number one place. The rich man came to Jesus and the Lord said, One thing thou lackest. He said, What's that? Me. Come follow me. He could not do it because he had great riches. Even though he went to the ritual and the motion, but he was not committed. God wants commitment from people. And I'm going to tell you today, here's what I fear for myself, and I hope for you too. The people that forget God are going to be turned into hell. The people that curse, that rob God in tithe and offering are going to be cursed with a curse. The people who neglect God are going to be rejected, the Bible said. And those who deny Him said He will deny them also. Church, it's a terrible thing to put God in the lower status of your concern. You know, we teach our kids, and we should. Church is not a waste of time. It's a Christian imperative. It's not just Sunday school. We're not babysitting in Sunday school. We're trying to train up a child in the way they should go. That when they get old, they will not depart. That word depart means God will not say to them on that day, Depart from me. I've never known you. Because small and great stand before God. I want to tell you, friend, Ephesus was in a bad state when God said, You've left your first love. And I'm going to move the candlestick. I oftentimes thought to myself, God, how can He call these wise virgins foolish? God said they were so foolish in that they neglected priority. They didn't have any oil in their lamp. Our secretary used to be here. She still helped us. She's living in the States, but still work with us. Wonderful lady. And she had this habit of when she drive, me in her car, she'd go on E. I said, Honey, I'm not going to drive in this car if you're going to put on driving E. Get some gas. Oh, Pastor, there's lots of gas left. I said, Well, if this car stops, I'm going to leave you right here. I'm not pushing it. 
For me, getting gas was a priority. For her, she could put it off. Maybe she gambled a few times. But I promise you, all the day, it catches up with her. E means empty. <laughs> Hello? E means empty. And Demas have forsaken me. Having loved this present world more than the world to come. I'm telling you, which world do you like? I want to tell you, my friend, this world is reserved for fire and brimstone and destruction. This should not be your priority. You should be on the launching pad this morning hoping for God to blow the trumpet in Zion that you could take off like a Sputnik rocket to go with Jesus. But we're acting like Lot and his wife looking back when there's nothing to look back to. It should be forward still. It's Jehovah's will. And we're going forward. We're not going backwards or sideways. Our mind is made up. Those fools, virgins could be on this pew right now. Uh, amen. Some rich fool could be here. But there are also some Lazarus here. And the Bible says, unprompted of a service of my Lord delays his coming and making the mess around. My boss and I, we drove. We flew down to Philadelphia for the company. We wanted to go to places I couldn't go. He's my boss until that time. I said, no, I'm not going. Well, you're going to pop? I don't want to pop. After a pop come happy pop. After a pop, happy pop comes something else. Hello. God says, shun the appearance of evil. I have no idea how strong I am. I don't plan to find out either. Hello? I want to tell you, I'm a Christian coward. I'll stay as far away from hell as I can. Just the feeling of the flame is too much for me. Never mind seeing the flames. I told God, cancel my appointment. I'm not going to be there with the devil and Isis. I'm not going to be there with Muhammad. I make up my mind, I'm going to go to heaven. Kill me dead, I'm going to go there. I said, I'm going there. Hallelujah. But you know what? I tell my boss, no! Sometimes you get fired on the job because of the priority you set. Daniel set a priority. He will not pray to any other God but the true God. Sandrat, Bishik, and Abednego set a priority. They said, we will not bow to that music. It's ungodly. It's not of God. It's not for us. And he backed off. And they threw him in the fire. But God stood with priority. God shut the mouth of the lion. And God will help us if we put him first. Hallelujah. Now you're pretty quiet. I'm, I'm sure you're not mute. And I'm sure you don't think I'm cute either. But I know I'm right. I told the church the other day, when a preacher made a mistake, it's more catastrophic than when your doctor makes a mistake. When a doctor misdiagnoses, honey, you go to an early grave. But when a preacher made a mistake, you go to a long lost eternity. And you got to make sure what I'm hearing is the Word of God. A sound doctrine. Sound principle. That man knew the sayings of Jesus, but ignored it and said, I will do it my way. Like Frank Sinatra saying, I did it my way. 
and that's where he end up his way. Wherever he's at right now, he went his way. But I want the Bible way. I want God's way. I want the way that they call heresy. So service I that call my father. It may not be popular, but it's right. He may not be famous, but he's holy. And I want Jesus to be my Lord and Master. Because Lord means Master. Amen. Praise God. It's time to trim our lamps. It's time, amen, to build on a soil foundation. Well, that man wouldn't build on the right foundation. Remember the man, you said something to me. You know what you, you're talking to. He said, Pastor Neely, I fancy it fixing, but I will not patch it up. He said, I won't patch it. I'm going to build it brand new. Otherwise, I'm not interested in it. That proved to me your quality when you said that. Hallelujah. God will not pass the new with the old. He said, choose one of them. Either old or new. But you can't have them both, honey. You can't have the cake and eat it. Make up in your mind. Out with the old, in with the new. There's a new man walking in my shoe. I don't do those things I used to do. There's been a great change in me. I'm trying to tell somebody I quit my cussing. Amen. I spit white, talk right, live right. Everything is right. It has to be right. And as long as he's under control, I'm under his control. Everything going to be a man dead and found him. I mean, people, hear me. If your husband make your family a priority, but not so high, it's higher than God. Your husband, make your legitimate heart. Kids, make mom and dad your priority. That's cool. But please, mother. Sometimes, sometimes, amen, people become unit for the gospel's sake. Just wailing. It's time to get the wrinkles out. Now, I want to tell you, my wife is a good helper to dress. <laughs> Most time I dress like a bum. I'll tell you the truth, I would. And she won't let me show with the wrinkles up. You can't do that. I said, I got the bad name, not you. I will. I said, honey, I don't care what they think. You ain't going to wear that. No, 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 no. You're walking with you. You got spots on there? Oh, and walk with you. Am I right? Looking so straight at me like I got a funny form. Am I okay? You still me? Am I okay? All right. I know I got a few good. When you stand before God, if he was your priority, you're going to hear, Enter thou in the joy. Did you make him? You made him your choice. Here's the priority. We set judgment. Follow me. I don't like a monkey on my back or a ghost. Thickens. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. What is our life? 
What's your life? It's like a vapor. Come on, somebody. Here I am caught up with useless things that can't help me in pursuit of darkness. Will not help me. The cares of this life that will not bless me. I told my wife, you want to know how old I am? I'm 66 years old. One more six and I'll be the Antichrist. Six, six, six. Six, 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 six. can't call me Antichrist. I'm on the six, six. I'm not sick. You know, my doctor told me, and I fired him. I fired my doctor. Now, he's dead, and I'm, I'm not. I'm alive still. He's dead. He's great. Poor guy. One day, my doctor went over about 50 so. And I went to him, and he checked me up, and he said, He said, Now, you got this, this, this. I said, Doctor, what does that mean? He looked at me and said, It means, you know, my preacher, you got one foot in the grave and one foot out. He's laughing. I thought, You're fired. I got rid of him pretty quick. I changed that man. He's, he's laughing at my future. I got one foot in, I one foot out. I said, goodbye. I got me a new doctor. Now, he's dead before I am. Amen. And, as, and we asked him about losing weight. I said, you know, he, he's ten times my size. He said, Gus, don't you think if I knew the answer, I would have been doing it myself? <laughs> At least he was right on that part. Church priority is important. What is my life? Who's control my future? Amen. You see, when you give up Christ, you don't make a gain. And if you did, it's short term gain. But you're going to end up with a long term pain. Christians, hear me! You make a wise decision. You're like Ruth. You're telling Naomi, don't ask me to go back. My mind's made up. I'm made up. I'm committed. If I perish, I perish. But I'm going. I'm going to where Jerusalem is. We need some extra around here who said, I'm going to see the king. If I die, I die. But I'm not turning back and I don't know why I should. Amen. Somebody here? Let's worship God. Before I close, church, I want to tell you right now. In fact, stand. Who's on your first base? When I time to pray, I don't ask my wife permission to say, go pray. I don't care what she's doing. Let's get her and go pray. When time for church, I was get tidy. If she don't come, I'm coming without her. You know why I know that? In Canada, as a kid in Jamaica, I didn't see many funerals. I didn't see any at all in England. I never saw any funeral at all in England. Never been to one before in my life. Never been. I came to Canada. All those years, I lived all my life going to a funeral. But nobody died first. Nobody died. And the first one I went to, it was strange. Everybody at the cemetery is crying tears. I thought, okay, that's normal. You lost a loved one. It's kind of normal. This is the kid after that. 
Basically, they go back to the church basement. And I thought, basement? What are you going to there? Everybody's. <laughs> Out came the chickens. Up came the sauce. Up came the, you know, all the vegetation. And everybody's drinking on pop and coffee and tea. And this poor guy in the cemetery all by himself. I thought, is that the way it is? You should be crying, folks. You know, they drop you up in the cemetery and say goodbye. And left you right there and go and have chicken. Go and have chicken. Go chicken. They're not crying for you. They said, thank God he's gone. Chicken. Get a chicken out. Get a steak out. Now, so I said to my wife, honey, I said, do you love me? She said, yeah. I said, honey, do, do me a favor, please. If you really love me, don't marry another guy when I'm dead. Do me a favor. Embalm me and keep me in the fridge. And every so often you're going to look at me and tell me what you love me. You know what this girl says? What for? <laughs> what for? She's not going down in the grave with me. She's going to leave me right there and I'm angry. But I tell you, who said I will not leave you? I will not forsake you. I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. I'm trying to tell you, he's going down with you. You're in the grave. He's in there with you. He's in the hospital with you. Make him number one. Make him your number one. Make him your number one. Make him your best choice. Come on, somebody hear me. This time I'll choose you again. I choose you. Oh, no. 